Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. I want you to envision the universe as just a big giant sphere, a big giant ball. And everything that has been created within our universe is in that sphere or in that ball. Um, What's important to know about this is that everything that there could be or ever will be, is already here. Now let me say that again. Everything that could be or ever will be is already here. It's 100% present in all places at the same time. That means that way back when we were ancient humans, and we lived in caves, the, the knowledge to create the cell phone, the smartphone, the house, the condominium, the automobile, the train, everything that you see today was here at that time. However, we were not aware of it. And when you think about what really happens in our lifetime or should happen in our lifetime, an individual's lifetime, is that we become more and more aware of our oneness with God or the universe. The more we become aware of that, the more we can tap into the knowledge of everything that's already here. We become more and more aware every day. That's really what our goal should be in its most simplistic form is that we're constantly becoming more aware. Now, what's also enclosed or or encapsulated in this idea? All human potential. You have infinite potential. And... When I say that it's infinite, that means that it's without end. No beginning, no end. It's all here. And we can tap into that potential. And as we tap into that potential, what we're really tapping into, see, it's only potential until you tap into it. Once you tap into it, it goes from potential to power. Potential meaning that I have a futuristic potential that I can tap into that will empower me to create whatever I desire, whatever I can imagine, whatever I can build on the screen of my mind, I can create. So there's two main lessons within this lesson. One is that everything is here, and the other is that everything is here now. Because if the more you become aware of this principle, this, this amazing law that's in the universe, the faster your life will change, the more money that you'll make, the more limitless your ideas 
will become and the more people that you can help, including yourself. I think it's probably one of the most difficult concepts for a person to grasp because we're so familiar with this word, reality. What is reality? Reality is what you are experiencing physically in your life right at this moment. Now, I want you to think about this. I know that this sounds cliche, but it's really true when you really sit down and ponder the idea. There is no other time in the universe than right now. Your past, all the stories that you have in your past, all the things that happened to you in your past, um, all the experiences that you had in your past do not exist. They are a memory. That's it. That time is gone. Everything that you could possibly think about in the future is not here yet. The only time that exists is right now. Now, why is this important? Well, because everything is here right now. However, if we let our reality determine our decisions, we become locked down or put into bondage around those decisions based on the rules of our reality. But see, every major thing that has, or person I should say, that has changed something major in history has broken the rule of reality, meaning that they did not allow reality or the rules of their reality to determine their outcome. Now, I work with people and have for a long time now on increasing their income, increasing it dramatically, big, bold, and very fast. And when I tell people that are not familiar with the things that I teach, how fast I can help somebody increase their income and how dramatic that can look, they really look at me like in just total utter disbelief. A matter of fact, you know their mind is going someplace unhealthy. Like this must be illegal, this must be, there must be something wrong with this. Or either, either that or the person is just flat out lying or exaggerating. And I can assure you that none of those things are true. Here's the difference. The difference is a long time ago, I learned not to focus on reality being all there is. There is definitely something beyond the reality that we're currently experiencing. So we're always manifesting in the now, right now. What would happen if you could change the program that was causing you to manifest your current reality right now and allow yourself to manifest something completely different that's not connected to your past. Now, let me explain why I'm saying this. Because when most people change something, it is intrinsically connected to their past. 
How is that? Well, they're looking at what they have in their life that they don't want. Every second of every day that you move through that time frame, you have seconds and minutes and hours and days that you automatically go, that are behind you. That is a stacked up reality that we have that has a tremendous amount of weight on our belief system because we have history with it. We have experience with it. It's, you could sit down with any person anywhere in the world and they can tell you what yesterday was like. They could tell you what worked and didn't work. They could tell you about their hopes and disappointments. They could tell you about all the things from their history. What does that create from them? for them? It creates evidence. It creates evidence of the way things are, and it's controlling how they make decisions in the now, in their current reality. But what if you didn't have that evidence? What if somebody took all that evidence away from you and, and literally wiped your mind clean, but then gave you the evidence, the belief, and the story of somebody who was consistently getting the result that you currently want to get in your life? Do you know that instantly you would be getting that result? And the reason, would, the reason why would be because the thing that you want is here right now. It would not take years of change, years of learning, years of programming. You would instantly have all of the evidence, all of the story, all of the beliefs, all of the values that go with it, and boom, you would instantly start creating in your life what it is that you want. Now, the other culprit that we have that plays with the idea or messes with the idea that everything is here and now is our sight or our senses. We have such a great intellect that we can perceive fractions in our reality. We can perceive half of something, a quarter of something, an 18th of something, a 16th of something, a 32nd of something. We understand fractions. We know how to split things in two. And therefore, somewhere along the line, as human beings evolved, we started to gain the belief that if we only had one side of something, that that told the whole story. So when you have a tremendous amount of debt and there's not a lot of money coming in on the front end, you may say to yourself, I'm broke. You may say to yourself, I'm poor. And you could start to develop the belief or have already developed the belief that the money that you want is not here for you, that it's only here for other people. That would be completely false and incorrect. The money that you desire must be here. Now, there's another law that I want to bring into this, into this idea, and that is the law of polarity. Everything is created in a whole. You don't see half a giraffe walking down the street. You don't see half an oak tree. You don't see half an eggplant. You don't see half of a refrigerator. Everything is created as a whole. Now, Given the fact that everything's created as a whole, everything also within the totality of that creation has its opposite. Everything in the universe has an opposite. 
Everything has an up and a down, a right and a left, and in and an out. And it's equal and opposite. In other words, if you have a table sitting in front of you and say that table is four feet off the floor, you know that it's four feet from the floor to the top of the table. It must be four feet from the top of the table to the floor. If it's 3,600 miles from Los Angeles to New York, I'm not sure that that's accurate, but if, let's say that it is, it must be 3,600 miles from New York to Los Angeles. It can't be any other way. The importance and the implication of this idea is that even the things that you experience in your reality that seem completely one-sided are not one-sided. There's always an opposite side. For instance, there is no problem that you have in your life that does not have a solution. And because everything is here and now, the solution must be here and now. If you don't have money, the ability for you to have the money that you need must be here right now. Not futuristically, not six weeks down the road, but it must be here right now. Now, I know you're thinking, but that's not my experience. I agree. It's not your experience. At one time, it wasn't my experience either. But this is a truth within the universe that you need to become aware of. And as we get into the laws, you're going to become more and more aware of this beautiful truth. I'm going to share something with you by Dr. Raymond Hollywell, where he talked about desire. And I think that this is just a brilliant piece of work. He said that true desire represents the urge of life seeking fuller expression. Now let me tell you how I see this. Desire... When we recognize desire on the inside of ourselves, that is spirit's attempt of seeking to manifest with and through the physical body. Now, you have to realize, whether you call it spirit or energy, this is taking place all the time, everywhere, simultaneously, with every living thing. When you see animals and plants and vegetables and minerals, all of this is spirit or energy, seeking to express itself with and through the physical side of life. No side of life is more spiritual or less spiritual than any other side of life. All science and theology say the same thing. Nothing's created, nothing's destroyed. Energy just is. God just is. And it's continually seeking a manifestation from the, no, from, the, from the unseen or the no seen into the seen. So from the etheric down to the physical. Spirit or energy will take whatever form the physical manifestation dictates it's supposed to take. So like, like with your physical body, what dictates how that energy is formed is your DNA. Your DNA is a preset code that was given to you by your mother and father, and it tells spirit exactly how to form your physical body and all the different things that are going on with it at the same time. Now, the way that we choose to think also determines how spirit or energy manifests results circumstances, 
an environment in our life based on the form that we give it by how we choose to think. So there's a whole lot wrapped in this sentence. I'll give you the sentence again. True desire represents the urge of life seeking a fuller expression. And this is what I'm explaining. He goes on to say, and is kept alive by continuous expectation of its fulfillment. Now, it's interesting that he says it's kept alive. Conversely, that means it has the ability to die. If we don't follow this rule of continuous expectation, then the form will die. So if we start to think, well, the thing's not here that I want, if we don't understand the law of the universe that said everything's created in whole and that everything is here and now, we have a tendency to allow the expectation of what we want to die because we're ruled by what we see. We're ruled by our reality and we're ruled by all the experience that we have in our past. So that becomes the only way that we know to navigate through life. He said, through, kept alive by continuous expectation of its fulfillment. Continuous, he's, he's talking literally here. Not where we say, I want something one day, and then the next day, we don't know if we want it. I want something one day, but tomorrow we're afraid. It's continuous. Continuous expectation. Now, I'll tell you how I see this. He's talking about how we think, how we feel, and the habitual actions that we take in order to bring in what the universe says is already here. Okay, so then he says... This principle explains no desire is felt until the supply is ready to appear. Now, this is interesting. Now, I remember the first time I read it, I got chills because it's a clear indication that the moment you feel a desire or a need on the inside of yourself, the thing that you need or desire is ready to appear in your life. However, most people have no idea that that is, a, that is deep truth. So what do they do? They say, oh, I desire this, but maybe tomorrow I'll get it. Or maybe next year I'll get it. Or maybe if I get lucky, I'll get it. No desire is felt until the supply is ready to appear. Then he says, no mind can be conscious of a need or a desire unless the possibility of its fulfillment already exists. In other words, we are so connected with everything in the universe that we could not be conscious of something that wasn't already there. Now think, what is it that you desire? What is it that you would like to bring into your life right now? That thing must already be here. And it's so close to you that once it starts to come in, it will blow you away as to, as to how close to you it is. It's as close to you as your breath. And that's not an exaggeration. It must be here. It must be now. 
I see this as an opportunity for a person to change the choice of the reality and the truth that they want to hold in their life. Most people hold a truth based on current circumstances and their past reality. If you change that and say, you know what, I'm going to hold a higher truth. The higher truth is the thing that I desire, the thing that I need, the thing that I want to change must be here and it must be here right now. No mind can be conscious of a need or of a desire unless the possibility of its fulfillment already exists. The moment you become consciously aware that the thing that you need and desire is already here, the next thing is that you start looking for the opportunity. Now, remember when I read the slide disguises of opportunity in Think and Grow Rich? Hill said that most people can't see an opportunity when it shows up because it comes disguised. And I told you, the opportunity has, does not have the ability to disguise itself. We disguise the opportunity because we're trying to stay the same. But now you have the ability to start to see the opportunity. Now, I want to caution you on something. This is very important that you understand this. Opportunities come to you if they come with change, okay? Meaning that you want something different in your life than you had before, than you had yesterday, or than you have right now. There is a change that needs to take place in you. So you first become aware of the opportunity, but the opportunity with it brings the change, or the changes, I should say, sometimes it's multiple, that you must make to manifest whatever the opportunity promises. Now, the problem with this is that the initial changes that have to be made are things that we've been resisting changing or that we have issues with in the past. Think about it like this. If you were a person who was physically unhealthy and you wanted to get healthy, and let's say your goal was to, um, you know, maybe run a marathon or run a half marathon, something like that, but you were very overweight and you were completely out of shape, the ability, you have the ability to be able to run the half marathon or the marathon. But before you can do that, you have to change something else first. You may have to lose weight. You may have to condition yourself to be able to run that far and that long. Um, you might have to start eating healthier. If you had been resisting those things, it's done two things. Number one, it's made you unhealthy because you were doing the polar opposite of those things. And it's keeping you like right outside the door of being able to accept what it is that you would really like to do for yourself. So the law states that those things have to change first before you can accept the second thing. Very often when it comes to making more money, a person will generally have to spend more money before they can make more money. Why would that be? Well, the reason is very simple. Because for whatever reason, 
Their current level of awareness around how much they're making is what it is. And they have to have a higher form of knowledge in order to be able to make more money. But the knowledge that they're going to get is in the possession of someone else. So they have to spend more money. But see, if they say, my reality says I can't spend any money, or my reality says I'm not spending any money, whatever the story might be, they won't spend the money to embrace the opportunity, and hence the disguise. Because the disguise shows the opportunity is something they don't want to do versus something that they do want to do. The promise seems futuristic. Doesn't necessarily have to be so, but generally that's the way opportunity shows up. With a person having to sacrifice something of a lower nature to gain something of a higher nature. Everything that you want is already here as a higher nature. It's, it's a higher nature of ourself. So we have to be more, then we have to do more so that we can have more. We have to be more and we have to do more or do different if we're going to change the thing in our life that we don't necessarily like. But the real crux of this lesson is that everything is here and everything is here right now. If it's money, how does this law work? Well, the, the law, when it pertains to money, is abundance. If you are on the negative side, you are experiencing the poverty side of abundance. If you're on the positive side, you're speaking, experiencing the wealth side of abundance. But there's an abundance, you see? Now, that might sound kind of tricky, but th let's think about it. There's an abundance of poverty in the world, but there's also an abundance of wealth. The law is abundance. The two sides of the law, as it pertains to the law of polarity, is poverty and wealth. Which side you experience depends on the choices that you make. Am I going to practice the laws of poverty? Because there's laws, there's absolute laws and rules that if you practice those, you will just assuredly manifest poverty. If you practice the laws of wealth, you cannot help but get wealthy. There are very specific laws and rules that apply to wealth. And if you follow them, just like the recipe for baking a cake, you will get wealthy, without question. But always remember, no matter what your situation is, the way out of the dark into the light is to know that everything is here, it's here now. If you have a need or a desire, it's here now and it's here for you. You can't be conscious of a need or a desire unless the possibility of the fulfillment of the thing that you need already exists. All right. I know this is a big one. Listen to it as many times as you can. You're going to benefit greatly from it. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.